The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Welcome, everybody. I am Joel Mahalik, sitting across from the beautiful and sexy, lovely Sharon. You're crazy. Well, you just don't have a microphone. I was, I was going to talk like this, but I figured I'd blow it out. So no, actually, that. that's right there. That's nice. And, and it that is nice if I sit right here nice, and do it just like that. It's not, nice too, it's not over-modulating it. It's not over-modulating it. Are you it, sure? It will over-modulate your back, though, sitting like that. Yeah, well, as you know, <laughs> I do know. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to the program, www.jmtalk.net. That's the website you can go to subscribe to the program. Also, social media. Uh, what? Yes, you social don't media. Say. TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk, Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. We're just everywhere. Trying to be. Yeah. Trying to be and getting some TikTok followers. As I said to you yesterday, I've got to come up with some content. I Basically, know, right? It's, there's like You're two... in charge of all of that. <laughs> I'm in charge of like all of it. You've got all this other stuff to do, <laughs> like work and work. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> anyway, also send us an email at radio at gmail.com. And how about the change in weather? This is my weather has changed abruptly voice. Which, okay, which will I don't deteriorate. Think it has it changed mm-hmm. abruptly? I beg to differ. On the way back from the sadness of closing the campsite yesterday, okay, the temperature dropped. It started drizzling, and then we got some rain on the road, and the temperature dropped twelve degrees in nine minutes. Really? And now this. <laughs> this isn't COVID. It's not the flu. flu. It you is. You don't sound like there's anything wrong with you. It is instant fall. That's what it is. How's that? Stop growling like a big old bear, dude. <laughs> you are not going to trick me into impressions today. Anyway, so yeah, uh, fall is upon us. I mean, it's still 57 degrees outside. Yeah. You know? So can I still do my my duty, my job? I I don't see why not, as long as it's not freezing. I guess. I know what you're talking about, because you want to clean the outside of the yeah. house today. And I guess I guess it, when you... So you got that detergent, which you spray first, and then yes. you wash it down with a hose. Yes. You got a high-pressure nozzle for the hose, and you also have a pressure washer. No matter which one you do, someone's getting wet with cold water when it comes back down. What goes up must come down. I know, I get down. that. I truly, as a matter of fact, what goes why up I'm wearing a clothes Must that... come down. You should put a parka on. Yeah? Yeah. A parka. A parka with a hoodie what and some gloves. What do we live in, you know, 18th century England or something? A parka put is a parka coat. Put your parka on. A parka is a coat. I know what a parka is. I thought maybe you thought it was a, like a parka, more like a park, park, park. <laughs> You're so stupid. Oh, that's bark. I'm sorry. It's bark. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway, yes, See what welcome I have everybody. To deal with every day. Every day. Every day. By the way, <gasps> by bef- the way, before I forget, I want to wish everybody a merry hallow thankmas. Yes. So I forgot about yes. that. So I was thinking about this. So if, if you're new to the show or you never heard this before, uh, that's the name that one or two years ago um, I gave to this period of time. Mm-hmm. We were at Home Depot yesterday. Mm-hmm. And yesterday was the 16th of October in Correct. the year 2021. Correct. And the Christmas stuff was up. I know. Christmas stuff was up in July. But yes, right. I but I know. mean, now they got all their trees out. The lights mm-hmm. lit on the trees, and all the lawn decorations. And yep. I mean, wow! I know. So because of this trend, which is going on every year and all over. Oh my! Hold on. That's my <laughs> alarm system. That's her alarm system. So, with um, with all the retailers doing this, like rushing these holidays, and you know what? I I can't say it enough. I've said it all the time. Every year I complain about it, so I'm not going to complain about it. I decided to just start wishing everybody a merry, hallowed thankmas. Which let's just put it all together and get yeah, it started early. Right. So what I was thinking about, I don't want to forget about was I think that we should make like the 15th, like a particular date, 15th of October every year, Hallow Thankmas, like an official holiday yeah. here on the Joel yeah. Mahalo Show featuring Lovely Shower. I think we should. Yes. That's a great idea. And over time- More presents. <laughs> no, it's not a present. No, not yes. a present holiday. Yes. No. Yes. Your present is me. So, Dang. and we can come. we can come up with some sort of tradition to start on yeah, that day right. to celebrate. That's all. Awesome. Sort of like, what was that fake holiday that um, the uh, the the holiday that signed on Seinfeld they created was like the anti-Christmas holiday? Oh, uh, Festivus. Festivus. Or Festivus or something like that. Festivus. It, okay. was, it, it was for people that didn't want to celebrate Christmas. It was a day. It was Christmas. Okay. It was on Christmas Day, I think, or yeah. near Christmas Day. I forget completely, but that was an anti-Christmas day. So this is sort of like... <laughs> Our anti stop doing this crap. I know. Day. And I think so. I think we can, we should so officiate. Merry Hallow Thankmas. Merry Hallow Thankmas. 15th of October every year here yes. on the Joel Mahalo Show. Make Featuring it the, the lovely 16th shower. because today's the 16th. Today's the 17th, weirdo. Today's the 17th. We well, should make it today. I just figured a good spot halfway through the month. I'm sure on the 15th, those trees were up at Home Depot. Right. <laughs> But, okay, 15th is perfect. So what'd you get me? Nothing. What? I told you I brought you me. <gasps> Stop. I want a present. So two weeks ago, I'm sorry, a little over two weeks ago, not quite October yet, the Thanksgiving displays were up in the supermarkets. Yes. Like, get all your Thanksgiving foodstuffs now. And you know this that's year, crazy. this year you probably should because of the yeah. shortages. Yeah, that's true. You know, but anyway, so Mary Hella thank Miss. Uh, we'll get mm-hmm. the graphic up soon, as soon as I find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere. It's probably on Everything Facebook already. Everything is somewhere. Everything is. You're right. Oh my God, that's so poignant. That is. That that's so. That's such an amazing saying. Yeah. Everything is it's somewhere. somewhere. Wow. I know. Just like I you am did, here. Well, maybe. 
Because <laughs> even though you are there, you are not always there. I am always there. No. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Anyway, there is all kinds. It's it. Like, so it's very interesting about the shortages. There's so many different ways to look at it, and I want to talk about a couple things that have to do with that. If that's okay with you. Of course. So our oldest daughter works in retail, and she says, "Yes, there is really a shipping problem because yeah, you know they're not getting merchandise on a timely fashion." Right. Okay, I get that. Here's the thing, though. You will see if you look at um, social media. Now, again, I don't get my news from social media, but I want to make a point about something with TikTok and Facebook. You will see videos of people who work at the shipyards who will show you on video the ships that are out there waiting mm-hmm. to come in the dock. Look, we've got a couple ships in dock. I mean, I'm and this one guy I saw. He's like, you know, I'm putting in twelve hour days, and we can only do so much because we don't have the help. There's no trucks. You'll see another video of a trucker waiting at a dockyard somewhere, and he he will show you on video all the trucks lined up waiting right. to get cargo. Right, and then he'll show you how the cranes aren't operating. By the way, if I can go back a second. The crane operator, the dock worker, talking about no trucks. Yeah. Not one crane, because he was showing, he's not, you're not looking at him, you're looking at the landscape of where he works. Right. Not one crane moving, not one boom moving. So then you have the truck driver who says, no cranes are moving. We're just sitting here waiting for cargo to be loaded so we can take it. You know, and then, so exponentially, you, you see everyone's opinion and... What one person said is not true because the other person said that. And you're like, well, this right. is disproven that. Right. <clears throat> one thing is clear from all the videos I've seen. There are a lot of ships offshore waiting to get their cargo unloaded. So <clears throat> why can't they? I get it with the crane operators. They don't have enough or they went on strike or they just quit, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, but hire new crane operators, okay, keep your business rolling, and get those, you know, tankers going. Get those mother truckers moving? Yes, get well, those mother truckers moving. One of the things, and you, you bring up a good point, is, and it, you, know, remember, you remember last week I said, oh, I forgot to talk about something, let me yes, write it down. Yes, yes jobs we're still suffering from people who don't yes. want to go back to work because they were spoiled by the government paying exactly. them exactly not just their unemployment but the yep. government said you know what we're going to give you even more money when you're unemployed because of the pandemic which i think is bullshit right. to the highest order mm-hmm. that they did that because they've created selfish babies who don't want to go back to work and i like you know there's Where's that fine line between I better go back to work and my family is starving? Right. At some point, you have to go back to being a decent human being and take care of yours. So. So that's a huge when problem. When the government last year said, those of you who are on unemployment, <clears throat> excuse me, we will give you six hundred dollars in addition to whatever your state whatever is your unemployment. So would in be. Delaware, it would have been nine hundred a week. Right. So anyway, 
all these people out there working quit their jobs so they can go on unemployment. They were making more money on unemployment than they would have made at their jobs. And now they take away that $600. So you're only getting what? Maybe 300 In this state you'll get 300 Yeah, in, yeah. in this state. Um, and the government's saying, you know what? Yeah, you need to go back to work. And people were like, uh, no. No. We want our money. And some people have taken, like, okay, so a lot of people uh, were affected because of the pandemic. Right. And companies did because of the pandemic closed down, and that put them on unemployment. Right. I get that. And a lot of those people made different, they took that time, and they made different decisions. A lot of people started cons- consulting firms and yeah. their own small businesses, right. and that's that's great, but that's like the minority part of the problem. The majority exactly. of the problem is is we have people just like, and it's everywhere. Like, I mean, I'm talking about what I don't see in any of these videos are a lot of people moving around on the ground. Oh, yeah. So no. that tells me the shortage of people is still <clears> there. <throat> you can tell me all you want. You work 12 hours. Your cranes aren't moving and there's no one on the ground. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with these truckers, one thing you have to realize, just because they're sitting at a shipyard waiting for you know their load doesn't mean that they don't have other options because as a trucking company you're you're in business to get as many jobs as you can right okay so even though they're sitting there and they're like well well maybe nothing's that, moving maybe that's let their me job go that day. someone else right yeah but things can be arranged no i understand that so you can call up your your homie at your trucking company and say, "Yo, where else can I go? None's moving here." What if they're so, all, what if they're all self-employed uh, new startups from the pandemic? They don't have anybody they can call up at the office. Well, then <laughs> I'm sorry, they're screwed. <laughs> I get it. So anyway, uh, according to Business Insider, so some interesting points. They reported nearly half a million shipping containers are stuck off the coast of Southern California as the ports are operating below capacity. Uh, Some bullet points. The key U.S. ports in Southern California are facing near-record backlogs of cargo ships. Mm -hmm. The port of Long Beach has moved to increase operating hours, which may not be enough to fix the issue. Because a lot of these, um, a lot of the docks only work two shifts, not three. Right. Uh, shortages of workers, equipment, and lack of coordination across the transportation industry created the ripple effect. So that means not only the dockyards, but you know we have to reel back from the problem of having not enough truckers. Right. Reel back from the problem of not having enough dock workers, longshoremen, all these right. people that Absolutely. I'm not seeing walking around on the ground. Absolutely. From where the boom operator's sitting, you yep. know, where are all those people at? So yeah. you have this uh, ripple effect. Effect. But so they're saying. In Los Angeles alone, they had nearly 12 million metric tons of goods waiting in drift areas off the shore wow. to get in and be unloaded. Now, That's crazy. Come on. And they say that the ports are only operating at 60 to 70% capacity. So, you know. So, wait, what's that mean? Well, what does that mean? That means that they're operating at 60 to 70% capacity. That oh, okay. Isn't that what you just <laughs> that, said? That, that, that means in some cases they're practically still half staffed. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So think back to your Burger King days. That's when you I have gotcha. 12 cars in a drive through and 300 people in your lobby, but they told you to run at 12% labor, so you only have one cashier and one burger maker. 
Okay, do you remember the time? <laughs> and you know what I'm going to say. I don't know what you're going to say because we had a lot of times in fast okay. food. <laughs> when my employees were super slow this day, and that up until this point, they were frustrating me so bad. I just said, you know what? Get out. Every single one of you. I don't ever remember you being yeah. frustrated in fast food. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I just told them all to leave. I know. I was I, one of them. No, I'm just kidding. And <laughs> I ran the Burger King during lunch hour in Rio Grande, New Jersey. I was going to say Rio Grande. <laughs> no. The, Rio Grande, New Jersey. Did you get a bum rush? <laughs> um, by myself. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, but that was different. Kids, you know, I mean, teenagers and young people would work. Part of the problem. So, part of the problem is, like, we visit restaurants that are yeah. understaffed now. And oh, it's because sure. of this other reason. Yeah. It's not because, you know, a bunch of Sharons threw their people out. Are you saying, <laughs> are you implying that... Sharon rhymes with Karen. No, it doesn't even so rhyme with Karen. Therefore, nothing to do with Karen. Okay, you better not be, <laughs> because I am really close to you. So, anyway, before we, before the segment goes away on us, I'm not sure what the answer is, but um, we do. Uh, I wanted to just point out that we have this really big problem right now, and. Other things don't help. I mean, the administration's not helping right. with getting some other things off our backs. So they're breaking our backs in other financial ways. But absolutely, uh, I I just wonder when the clavicle will hit, where people who are not wanting to go back to work realize that, and that should be now. The moratorium on right. on deadbeat people renting houses is up. I know. So people are going to start getting thrown out of your houses. Yep. When do you realize that it's time to stop sitting well, around? When they're sitting on the street and all their stuff is on fire next to them. I mean, it's ridiculous. We didn't start the fire. We just... Yeah, I forgot the next line. <laughs> but, um, so, but it it is a real issue. But what I took away from seeing the different people posting videos on social media is that there's some fact behind it, but I'm not sure where the fact lies. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So some of the bullet points from Business Insider helps with that. Right. So just because, like you said, a trucker says this doesn't mean that. Just because right. a boom operator says that they're working 12-hour yeah. shifts, I don't see an, I don't see a boom moving. So if right. it's... If it's because you're recording and all three booms can't work, get off the right, video and start booming. There's only one person doing the job at three. Right. So anyway, uh, so yeah, America needs to get back to work. That's what I kind of. Well, wanted to I say. hear and I read that we are very close to another depression. Yeah, well, that's that's just depressing. So, all right. Anyway, <laughs> we have more coming up after the break, including a wombat of the week. Uh, so, stick right with us, and we'll come back really quickly. This is New York Super Oldie Station, nine twenty W O N, the Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So, I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. 
I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and run the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue, and you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back to the program, folks. The Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon uh, as I continue with my fall voice that the lovely Sharon says is fake. Yeah, because I don't hear anything. I do. I feel it, too. Well, you may feel it, but we don't hear it. I feel like it sounds better <laughs> this way. <laughs> Hoo-ha. Oh, my goodness. Ha-hoo. you <sighs> <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, let's see. What else did we have to talk about before I move forward? Anything? No. no you're just pointing right at the screen. Right. Get busy, mister. Right. Get busy. Get see, you don't even busy. Have to, you don't even have to say it so they can see that you get busy. Get busy. Right. right. You, can do it with, you can do it with your face and your eyes. <laughs> All right. So anyway, moving on. Hitting some of the whacked up news out there. How about this? In New York City. 18-year-old son behind bars and facing murder charges for allegedly shooting and killing his mother after police sources say a fight broke out during dinner at the family's Staten Island home. Wow. Is it really worth that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Police say that Minri Palinkovic, 51, was shot around 6.15 p.m. last Saturday at their home. They picked up and arrested her son, Adnan, for allegedly firing a shot that killed her. He's been hit with more than a half a dozen charges, including murder, attempted murder, and assault. What happened? Oh, the father suffered injuries as well. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Police say he sustained a laceration on his chest, but he refused medical treatment. So, they say the shooting followed an argument at a dinner table. (laughs) That quickly escalated. That's when the 18-year-old son grabbed his father's gun and shot his mother. Wow. Wow. Uh, the 18-year-old shot and killed his mother at the police force to say that the Viper guy... What could be... So horrible that at, you have to kill your parents. At the dinner table. At the dinner... Right. I mean, what... What are you discussing that was is the, so absolutely Right. Horrible. Was the chicken still pink inside? I mean, what <sighs> what drives somebody to fight at the, at the dinner I table? Well, see, more appropriate would be is the, the beef not cooked all the way it's red inside right because chicken really isn't red inside it's pink when it's half cooked it's there's pink stuff in there that okay that's pink not red (laughs) (laughs) anyway and to me that's to me that's raw chicken or partially raw chicken i was just teasing so yeah so he's got a slew of charges no idea what happened at this dinner table i don't know if i want to know what happened at this dinner table i just I just don't get it. I mean, you see stories like this that are just so crazy. I know. Of people. um, So you get into an argument with your parents. So hold on, Dad. Give me your gun. Boom. 
What so what does his father do for a living, and why does he have a gun at the dinner table? I no idea. But this remind this story reminded me of these videos that I used to believe, and it was this adult kid still living at home. All he does is play video games, and his father was always. Uh, they were always fighting. He was like, he was extra. He was like over the top, this kid. Yep. And his name's Jesse something. And anyway, so after a couple of videos, I was like, this just can't be real. And it really can't be real. There's right. no way because <laughs> I would have shot my son if he acted like that. And, you know, if it's that bad, like, why would you still live there? And why is all your annex filmed? But anyway, so yeah, right. <laughs> obviously it's staged. They get a lot of likes for this and that. But, uh, so anyway, yeah, so as far as raw meat goes, moving on to something else I wanted to talk about. So the other night, I was, uh, I stumbled upon a video on Facebook. Um, I fell into a trap where something about my, uh, there's that watch section on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't even go to the watch section. I was on a preview and the top video started Mm -hmm. playing and it was this guy who was saying, I'm going to show you how to make steak, perfect steak. In, okay. in a coffee maker. What? And I think it was just that fact alone that made me stop and go, what? And I couldn't yeah, like, right? I couldn't leave. I was mesmerized by the fact that he was going to do this. And so he gets this uh, a standard brew. It was a Mr. Coffee, right? Mm-hmm. He gets that. And he puts this big piece of steak, raw steak, down in the bottom, crushes it down so it's all along the bottom. Okay. And then he throws in asparagus and broccoli <clears throat> and uh, with it. And I'm like, okay. And so then he dumps four, five, six cans of Campbell's chicken broth into the water dispenser Mm -hmm. and he puts spaghetti, breaks up spaghetti and throws that into the filter area. Into the filter area. For real? So I'm mesmerized by this. I got to see how this turns out because at this point now you have got to see how this turns out. And what pissed me off and I, and, and I, I stayed for the whole video. Right. But what pissed me off is he said, when it's done brewing, the steak's going to be done. It's going to be perfect, medium, medium well or something like that. And so it's it's done brewing. And he's like, okay, we're on, now let's cut the steak up. I'm going to show you this right. perfect steak. And he's got some friends with him. Yeah. But you don't see them because it's like he's holding the camera. So all you see is his hands, the coffee yeah. maker. And he keeps saying one second. He says, let's get this out of here in one second. But the whole time he's saying that, he's doing other things. He's, you know, moving the coffee, oh, coffee yeah, maker yeah. around and, <laughs> you know, uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, look at that. He takes okay. the, he, he takes the carafe out. He goes, holds the camera. See, you can see the steak in there. That's going to be perfect. We're going to cut it open in a second. We'll pull it out of there. Puts it back down and he's doing other things. He takes out some vegetables and everyone try vegetable and he's, he's like stolen. Yeah. Obviously, the steak's Obviously. not done. Obviously. And, and he's got my attention. Isn't that what you want videos yeah. to do? Yeah. He's got my attention. I'm the dumbass watching this. <laughs> you watch till the end because it said watch to the end. No, not because it said okay. that. I was mesmerized. <laughs> I didn't say anything about watch the end, although I've fallen for that a couple times too. <laughs> and so everyone's like, oh, yeah, there's veggies and nice. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. He's like, yeah, we're going to get it in one second. We're going to cut that open. And then he goes on. He says, I don't know how many times, folks, if you're just joining me, we're cooking a steak and a coffee maker and some vegetables in there. We got the wow. spaghetti up top. Yeah, yeah. And, he, you know, and he just stalled. I don't know how 15 minutes. I don't know how long this video was. But for 15 minutes, he's cutting it open in one second. When he finally does. Yeah. Pull it out. It's it's gray. It's like a pink gray. Ew. So when I picture a steak, I picture some crustiness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and he puts it down and he's like, nah, oh yeah. And he slices it open. There's no change color from the 
pink gray outside to the pink gray inside. Now, if you think that's a medium well store, medium or rare medium, if you think that's edible, ew, and you and you pull it out of all this broth that's now also mixed with the blood from the raw meat that you cooked your vegetables in that's probably really not cooked, and of course the spaghetti wasn't done yet, so we have to wait for the pasta, you know, but. It was so disgusting. Yeah. I really thought, wow, if this turns out looking delicious, this might be worth trying. Because <laughs> I have an old coffee maker at work. I'll just pitch in a filet right, mignon yeah, yeah. You know, and some broccoli cuts and some beef oh, broth. Oh, my goodness. It was disgusting. <laughs> and I don't know how many views he got, but he has duped everyone who's watched that. Wow. And the delay factor. But it worked. I don't know what you call that trait. But it worked. I hung in there and watched that garbage. What? And I could not. <laughs> I would go to and I pull my finger back. I tried and I could not scroll away from it. I could not go somewhere else. I was stuck with it. You stopped by to see it for a minute. Uh, our son-in-law stopped by to look at it for <laughs> eight minutes. And he just walked away because he needed a smoke. It was aggravating. Right. I could not get away from it. I should be so lucky with my TikTok videos that I'm aggravating enough that people can't turn away. <laughs> this guy was effectively oh my a jerk. Right. He was a. At some point during that, in one second, one second, if I was his guest that were you could hear, yeah. I would have either left right. to go get a steak somewhere so I can eat because <laughs> now I'm starving, right. or I would have murdered him with a steak knife and then uh. gone and had a steak. Using the bloody knife, I killed him with. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so gross! It was. Uh, it was the, the the end result was not what I would call a cooked steak. Right. You know, when we go out with our friends, when we cruise with our friends, yeah. and uh, you know, my friend orders prime rib all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it comes out. Prime rib is good. It comes out. And I don't like red meat. It's pink. It's swimming in blood, and he's enjoying it. that. That. Actually, to me, and I wouldn't eat that. Right, looked more appetizing than this than this Mister Coffee steak oh that this guy made. Because it looked it looked like a slab of flesh from a human body. Ew. It was gray tan. Ew. Gray tan. That's gross. Like like the the look at the middle of the lake. Like, oh yeah, like yeah, that. Yep, yeah. like a gray tan. That's what color that steak was. Wow, yeah. that's cray cray. When I think of steak, I'm looking for some crustiness on it. Yeah. And we don't even eat steak that much. That's the thing. I don't watch steak videos, but I was stuck <laughs> watching this video. Anyway, mm. that would be a reason for murder at the dinner table. I'm telling you. Right? If I was a guest of his, <laughs> no way. Okay, from the local files, our Wombat of the Week. And if you want to get involved, I just realized I forgot to tell people how to get involved for several weeks on the show here. <laughs> wow. You can send us a Wombat of the Week story. Here's how it works. If I, if memory serves me correctly, <laughs> just send, <laughs> send a link to a verifiable news story of stupid people doing stupid things to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. You can also send it to us as a DM on Facebook. You don't hear this? No, I'm stuck. I'm starting to. I'm going to need to borrow some of your ice pretty but soon. But you've been talking for what? 12 hours? Well, that is true. I've developed... Ba- I, I, don't say I'm going to... don't take some ice. No, no, no. Don't say I'm going to turn out like uh, Nina Blackwood. Oh, my from, God. 
I mean, I I like I my original VJs, but I'm you know sorry. that raspiness. Yeah, and you can hear sometimes how she's struggling. Yeah, and he, and he said, anyway. So <laughs> send it to us. You can also send us as a DM on Facebook at JM Talk. Send us that, and we'll put it on the list. Right. Um, okay. So, and by the way, our producer sent in one this week, but the attachment wasn't there. I did tell him that. Oh, okay. He said it was the here's your perfect one by the week. And I never really even got it. Anyway. Maybe he was the one back. No, I'm just kidding. In Philadelphia. um, The Eyewitness News in Philadelphia, CBS affiliate, revealing new evidence in the death of a school teacher that happened more than a decade ago when she was found stabbed 20 times. Do you remember this case? Ellen Greenberg, you don't remember that? No. So um, the family attorney this past Friday uh, will make a case to the city judge to argue that her death was a homicide not a suicide. So you have to understand that, <laughs> yes, she was. A, so she worked for Juanita Park Academy. Um, the parents said that her life was cut short. She was 27 years old, found dead in her Maniunk apartment with more than 20 stab wounds to her body back in 2011. Now, 10 years later, the parents are pushing the Philadelphia Medical Examiner's Office to change the manner from suicide to homicide. That's right, folks. Let me say that again. She was found stabbed to death over 20 times and the medical examiner of the city of brotherly love ruled it a suicide worst okay. case, worst case of suicide okay. i've ever seen right <laughs> like what did she keep doing she fell on a knife got up fell again got up fell again right? got up fell again something like that what that's ridiculous i guess if you jab yourself 19 times and then a fatal blow on 20 you could but who can do that? No one. <laughs> exactly. Are you kidding me? Exactly. <laughs> Ten years ago, someone was stabbed 20 times. Yeah. 20. Not 19, not 21. Right. But 20 times. And the medical examiner said it's a suicide. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. They, that's that's ridiculous. There's a quote that says, "People without pulses do not stab themselves repeatedly." <laughs> right? I would agree with that, Alex. X gets the square. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so that by itself establishes suicide is absolutely impossible in this case, according to Pedraza. I think he's the attorney. Yeah. And not only warrants but demands changing death certificate from suicide back to either homicide or cannot be determined for further investigation. Right. Who in the hell worked that case? A blind man. Don't ever die in a city of brotherly love. A blind man <laughs> with no feeling in his fingers. They should have put Columbo on the case. Right? Oh, my God. He would have had it solved after two whiskey bottles. Uh, just one more thing, sir. <laughs> if he didn't have a pulse, how does he stab herself? Um, yeah. That's, uh, I never heard of that. I seriously want to know. Right? How that works. I, yeah. Why? I don't know. Why do you want to know? I don't know. That's and For then, real? Not for what you think. Trust me. So anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, so listen up. Uh, we're cutting out of here. But before we go to break, uh, we have some new, new music from Monotronic, uh, who is sending us music left and right. So we're going to put a track of theirs on the air, go to commercial. And so you need to real quick say goodbye, Sharon. 
Goodbye, Sharon. That's what you do at this part of the show. Yes, it is. After the music, after the break, I'm coming back with more of the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. The lovely Sharon. Be right back. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Listen on the web, your phone, or your neighbor's internet connection. That wasn't very nice. This is Reality One. Welcome back to the show. It's the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Welcome to part three 
of what I believe to be share number 152, uh, if memory serves me right. And as I continue to push on through this garbage voice created by Mother Nature. Joining me again this week on the program, DeSandra from DeSandra Gaming. And he has no idea what we're going to talk about because I told him that's the way it is. Welcome back. Hey, thank you. So I actually did have an idea, but I just, I was kind of treating you like I treat the lovely Sharon. I don't tell her anything until the microphones get turned on, but I had an idea. Okay. So this past week, as unless you're living under a rock, people know that uh, Captain James Tiberius Kirk, a.k.a. It's William Shatner. And it's funny because it should be William Shatner, a.k.a. But that's not the way I view him. I'm a big Trekkie. Been so since I was a kid. How long have you been in the Star Trek? In the the universe of Star Trek, like uh, everything. What, what favorite man, series? I'd probably say I don't really have a favorite series uh, per se. But I did, you know, I did dabble in the games a lot because it just was something that intrigued me. Space and ships and right. you know all these things that uh, the imagination ran wild for me. So, so when, okay. So I, let me, I was going to veer off, but let me not veer off. <clears throat> let me come back. So James Tiberius Kirk, um, blasted off into space for real this time, uh, last this past week, October 13th. And, um, so the interesting thing about that is he played for decades, uh, captain of the starship enterprise. And, uh, this time he was up there for real. Now, I say he went up there, but here's the thing, like, you know, this whole commercial availability of spaceflight, which I'll talk about in a minute, minute too, I don't think it's very commercial. They're really, they're going up into this, like, basically just into space, just into space. Right. And then here's the other thing. As soon as they get up there, so the rocket takes off. And it gets up to a certain point. Of course, you have separation of the capsule where the people are, mm-hmm. and then the you know the rocket basically comes back down and it lands itself, which I still I think is the coolest thing to watch is to watch them reland. These are the things that used to go into the ocean and just die in the ocean, right? But now they can land these things and reuse them. This is like the third or fourth time this particular vehicle sent something up there. But anyway, so it separates, they and they float around. And I think they're actually up there for less than a minute. It just starts falling back. So this isn't even like a controllable capsule. Maybe there's some control. But basically, it just starts falling back to Earth. And then to a certain point, and depletes the chutes. Deploys the chutes. And um, so he's not really up there. But he's up there. Right. And the um, so it and it's fascinating. But at the same time how long were you really up there dude you know what i mean right. so so exactly. i had my reservations about it but obviously he did go it's still a it's a miracle that they're able to do it also what I, one of the things i noticed is they're not even in full astronaut gear they were actually they were in jumpsuits and just kind of hanging out in these reclining type chairs inside the capsule right so which i thought was interesting because Every time you've seen astronauts blast off into space, they have this heavy duty suit on. They have the you know the big helmet, the big you know, and then the gloves that lock in at the <laughs> wrist. Everything locks in. If it doesn't lock in, it's taped. Mm-hmm. And they just went up there with baseball caps and jumpsuits. But anyway, so that happened this week. Imagine what you know once you go up there, and then you come back down to Earth, like. Does that stick with you? It's a, you know... Well, it's interesting because uh, William Shatner did about an eight or nine minute discussion that was recorded, uh, and I did have the audio, but I don't have it prepped. 
And he was talking to Jeff Bezos about it when he got off the capsule. And uh, he was mesmerized. He was just wowed out of his mind. Yeah. And so the entire conversation, the way he described his feeling about it and everything was really interesting because, like I said, he for decades you played a guy who essentially has been living in space. You right. know what I mean? So, and also, he I don't think he paid for it. I think, he, uh, I, as, I, as I understand it, he was invited by Bezos, so he didn't have to pay a half a million dollars like wow. the other guys did. Actually, I think only two of them were paying customers. William Shatner was a guest. And I believe the, the girl that was on the flight uh, works for Blue Origin for Jeff Bezos, so I don't think she probably paid either. Mm. But So he became the oldest man to go into space. I would say at this point the first uh, Star Trek captain to go into space. <laughs> but I want to go back to something he said during his... Uh, his thing so commercial he said that it's great he said something about it it's great that it's commercial and uh everyone he said every body everyone should experience this and it's great that it's commercial and people can do that now not for half a million dollars right so something being commercialized means that i think this is my interpretation of it anyway is that most people it's within reach of most people yes uh, a commercial flight to San Juan for three hundred dollars round trip is widely available to the general public. Mm-hmm. A half a million dollars to be blasted off and fall back and spend some seconds in that because they only went just past that barrier. I think it was called the Carmen Line, just past that barrier where you go from light into darkness. Mm-hmm. So if you look, you look like this, you see the ground. You don't see the Earth. You're not high enough to see that how the, the the globe of the earth right high enough to look down sea land and then you look here and it's space and then you're dropping right away and you're dropping at a pretty fast rate mm-hmm. to me i think commercial is the wrong word for that because that's not widely available right. i can't pay a half a million dollars right now you know that's a heck of a uh, <laughs> that's a heck of a loan oh yeah right? i need to go up in space can you give me a loan for <laughs> half a million dollars you at, know? at 36 percent interest right so uh yeah not uh not really commercial um but so we had talked uh this week about some of the tech that had come out of star trek you know Mm -hmm. and how some of it has we we can see today um one being the communicator the original communicator becoming uh some people believe the cell phone uh and uh, a lot of other there's just uh, the influence of Star Trek into the technical world of today. It had even been said that the that the translator, which was probably as big as this can mm. in Star Trek, which they click a button and it would just speak English to whatever alien language it was. And some people would uh, tell you that the first translation softwares that they ever made was the equivalent to that. Now, that was a piece of hardware. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could put it in a bag or your pocket or something like that. But a lot of tech came out of it. What was science fiction becomes science fact. So I mean, I think that's a in a lot of things too. You know, the Iron Man movies as well. You know, with the tech that he's using, we got to realize that that's possible. Like that's already been there. You know, they're probably working on it as you speak. I mean, the guy's got this massive thing in his house it's pretty much a massive tablet a see-through tablet yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and he's just pushing on stuff so yeah and what's that that's something about the size of his mouse 
and sits on the table and he taps it and then you know he's got a three-dimensional screen that you can pop up anywhere in fact in one of those marvel movies he took a device out of his pocket oop i hit the mic (laughs) out of his pocket the size of a cell phone puts it on the table taps it and then everything he wanted to show the group around him just pops up on the screen right or not on the screen on the no screen Mm -hmm. tech we got it i just don't think that we actually see it until it's you know i guess you would say perfected even though we do still have hiccups with everything that we get nowadays cell phones being one mine just never seems to work properly (laughs) for a brand new phone you know who made it uh samsung oh you know i see samsung's are uh, uh, usually a good name in electronics yeah it's a uh, Galaxy S21, so that's the newest version. But Wait a minute, S21? I thought they were only on like the S9. No, man. <laughs> did they're, they, way, they're way past that. Did now. they have a 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15? They had all these yeah. numbers sequentially? Yeah, pretty How much. How did I miss that? Well, I think you went uh, you went Apple, right? So I did go Apple. I mean, Apple's the same way. It keeps climbing. It's just you get a new one and then a week later you're like oh man i should have waited a week because now they have a new one out well if you would have waited a week you have the same problem a week after (laughs) that and a week after that exactly yeah so it's like the theory of halloween candy Mm -hmm. the problem with halloween candy is we're in this vicious cycle where you go out and you buy a bag of halloween candy for halloween and the next day you gotta go out and buy another one because you ate the first one right and so on and so on and so forth exactly so that's just that's sort of the same thing with tech but i don't know i i really do like apple but i have lots of concerns about what apple is doing with privacy with like your privacy my privacy not yours because you're not an apple person no but i've ingrained apple i have the apple watch i have the iphone the ipad um i have macs in storage i don't use them but you know so and some of the news that you hear coming out about what they're doing with tech and in fact something that they had was already exploited similar to the call of duty news we got about the cheat might have been hacked before it even came out Mm -hmm. uh some sort of uh privacy thing that apple was working on that was really controversial um was infiltrated already you know to prove that it can be right and so you have to think to yourself well you know like we hand our privacy over to these companies, and for what? Look, I have an Alexa. You have an Alexa. Right. And uh, to she ha- listens. Right. To have an Alexa <laughs> and think that she's not listening to every single thing is foolish. Right. So it almost me it almost makes you think. Well, I got to be careful about every single thing that I say. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't buy into that science because if you haven't done anything wrong, you can't be. I know we've seen it in the movies. Right. Everyone gets you know people who haven't done it get prosecuted, but. You know, I think I figured it out though. For the the world of hackers out there, their video game, their Call of Duty, is to hack what can't be hacked. That's their video game. That's to them. You know, they're going on to the next level. Oh, this person says what they can't. What next level be though? I mean, basically, they hack a game so they can. They don't have a level. It, it just keeps. Right, going. They don't have a level. Right. So then you're talking about like CIA and FBI and the governments and, you know, it just keeps going. But the sad thing about when they hack the games is this is the sad part. You've hacked a game so you can be, quote, air quotes, the best. Right. And you're really not. Right. You hacked the game. You got everything you need to beat everybody, but you have no skills. And the time it took you to figure out how to hack the game and do that, you could have worked on being a decent player. Right. So not only are you really not 
And I, I hope there's some hackers listening, maybe, because you're not really a good player. Right. You're not a good player at all. I'm not a good player. And part of that reason is, sure, I have coordination problems with a keyboard, as you keep trying to teach me. Right. <clears throat> I have no coordination skills with a keyboard. <laughs> right. I failed keyboarding and typing, by the way. <laughs> Two fingers instead of the five. <laughs> right. But... Um, so I'm I'm a, I'm not a good player for that, and for the fact that the people that hack the game to have all the skills that they don't know, right? Inherently, mm-hmm. can just knock me down, and that, so I don't get the chance to do that. I guess you would call it on on the job training, right? You know, because by the time I'm trying, like as I'm trying to learn new things, you know, then you have somebody who can shoot through walls and shoot from one side of the map to the other, and that's not skill. Right. So, really, how lame are you if you're a hacker, and any hacker, whether you're hacking governments or hacking into people's accounts to steal their money? Like, that's not skill. Right. You know what I mean? I, there's, and there are ethical hackers, and a lot of them have been switched, and they actually run cybersecurity companies, mm-hmm. or they work for cybersecurity companies to say, this is how you do it. This is how we prevent it. Right. So ethical hackers, you know, they've done something good with whether they were caught or did it on their own. They've done something good with their skills. But the rest of them, you have no skills. You have no life. Mm -hmm. You're nothing but a bum. I mean, if you're trying to show off your brain power, do something good, man. Go actually finally cure cancer or something. You know, use that power of your brain to to help the world out instead of trying to just tear everything down. You know, it's just it's not worth it. To me, I mean, if I had the brains to be able to hack anything, I mean, I'd start putting it to some good use or something. Maybe making a software out there that could stop any, you know, hacker trying to get into your system or something. Like, you can make more money, I, I would think, you know, making something like a, a security system for the computer versus just tearing into people's, you know, personal information and, you know, just trying to rip off money and stuff like that. It's just... To me, it's more worth it making something and making millions off of some kind of software versus, you know, you getting caught one day and going to jail for it. You know what I mean? That's, right. That's my point. But, you know, if if a hacker were to cure cancer, that's what a conspiracy theorist would come out and, and go, well, everyone who's cured cancer got <laughs> killed by the government. Right. You know, assassinated or suddenly died or, you know, suddenly committed suicide with 17 blasts of a shotgun to the back of the head. Right. Worst case of suicide I've ever seen, but you know, <laughs> yeah. So, but that's the conspiracy theorist side. Which, by the way, not enough time for this show. But you are one, whether you know it or not, you are one. Right. I'm a little bit. Some of them do make me scratch my head and think about it a little bit. But yeah, you know, uh, and there are some that are just sort of like there are some that are really like wow, and then there are some that are like really too far out there, but. So, I think everybody in some level is a conspiracy theorist. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, but, so anyway, uh, yeah, so, Trek, uh, Star Trek is, you mentioned you played video games. Um, Star Trek video games have been around for a long time. I've been computing now since Windows 3.1, which I know you don't know anything about that. Nope. Um, and there's been Star Trek games at almost every level of operating system. And uh, it was probably Windows 95-ish where I played my last one. It was a really good one um, for its time and the graphics and everything. Mm -hmm. And I did download one and never played it because as soon as I started it, it was like, this is really weird. And I never went back to it. That's the one I told you about. But then now you got me into Fleet Commander. Yes. Star Trek Fleet Commander. 
and I, it's hard to put down. Yeah. I mean, I had to force myself to put it down to come shoot this show. <laughs> yeah. My apologies, by the but way. But you've always had that. You've always had that knack. And, and I don't know why I never pegged you for Star Trek because you got me into, we played a little bit of Eve, mm. which is a space show, and Osiris. Yes. Which I really enjoyed because it's similar to what we're doing now, going out on missions, destroy ships, mining planets. Now, we haven't done that in Star Trek, but right. I enjoy going out and just mining because you got you know a bunch of stuff for it. You got paid for it. So uh, I find this fleet commander to be very similar to how the gameplay was for Osiris. Mm-hmm. You agree? I agree. Yeah. So you've been in the space games, and I didn't even. So I didn't even see it. Like I didn't make that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I when I showed you Eve online, I thought you would figure like I've been playing space games for a while. Yeah, but I, I just never put the two to two together, yeah. and yeah. you know, said Star Trek. Right. You know, Star Trek's one of them. It, it wasn't my go-to because Eve Online's just been a uh, massive game that just doesn't stop. I mean, you can play for. I mean, from the age of 17 to probably when you're 90 before you pass away you know it's just yeah. it just doesn't stop and like i said they've been so big now that they've crashed their day are you stairs. saying i'm only gonna make it to 90 is that what you're saying oh i mean <laughs> <laughs> i hope you make it to 100 man at least you know well uh so yeah but it is it is addicting it's hard to put down it's a mobile game which makes it even harder to put down because it's a mobile game because it's right in the fingertips. Like, I, we don't have to come down and get into the studio and turn on the Call of Duty, which is run by either console or computer. And uh, what do I have? Like a minute left. Uh, I, I want to go back and make a point about the Call of Duty um, and the hackers and the console stuff. But or you can tell them about how nice the uh, 2060 is. You know? No, that's right. Okay. So, yeah. So, we put a 2060, thanks to the Sandra, mm-hmm. into my rig and uh it's like i just got a brand new pair of eyes so i would recommend that if you can and are able to keep moving up with your uh graphics card like you're now at a 30 60 mm-hmm. <laughs> again with technology i don't know why where does it end but anyway i would recommend you do it it, it has been a great experience um so anyway i have to thank you again for for stopping by oh, yeah no problem and uh hanging out in the studio again uh, and for everyone else, I have to remind you that we reside on the internet at www.jmtalk.net where you can subscribe to the show and why don't you while you're there. Also, share us with your friends and enemies because it's fun to do so. Um, check us out on all our social media outlets and we will catch you next time on the podcast. Be good, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>